Chapter twenty three of Ruth Fielding at Briarwood Hall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ruth Fielding at Briarwood Hall, or Solving the Campus Mystery by Alice B. Emerson. Chapter twenty three The Secret. For there was the burden of a secret on Ruth Fielding's mind and heart she had slipped away when she saw the fox appear in the outer cabin and walking forward she had stopped suddenly in a cross gallery by a firm touch upon her arm shush mademoiselle before she looked into the shadowy place she realized that it was the harpist his very presence so near her made ruth shrink and tremble for an instant but then she recovered her self-possession and asked unshakingly what do you want of me ah mademoiselle kind mademoiselle purred the great creature and ruth knew well what his villainous smile must look like although she could not see it may the unfortunate vagabond musician speak a single word into mademoiselle's ear you have spoken several words into it already sir said ruth sharply what do you want ah the mademoiselle is so practical murmured the harpist again be quick commanded ruth for although she had a strong repugnance for the fellow there was no reason why she should fear him with so many people within call state your reason for stopping me sir the mademoiselle is from the school the institute where learning is taught the law fairly misses thus he made three syllables of lovely and ruth knew that he leered like a billikin in the dark i am at briarwood hall yes she said i have seen the kind mademoiselle before said the man on the boat on that other so big lake osago is it on the lanawaxa yes admitted ruth ah i am proud the mademoiselle remember me he exclaimed bowing in the dark alley go on urged ruth impatiently it is of the little lady mademoiselle picolette i would speak he said more quickly our french teacher yes then knowing her will mademoiselle take a small note from the poor musician to the good picolette to the small matter no you want me to do this without telling anybody about it questioned ruth bluntly oui oui mademoiselle you have the discernment beyond your years indeed i knew it must be something underhanded you wanted declared ruth boldly he laughed and ruth saw a small envelope thrust toward her in the dusk of the passage you will take it he said i will take it providing you do not come there again exclaimed ruth come where he demanded to the school to the campus where the fountain is ha you know that my pretty bird he returned well this will perhaps relieve the good piglet of my presence who knows then i will take it 
Ruth said hastily, her hand closing on the billet. Comme il faut, he said, and went away down the passage, humming in his bassoon voice. And so she sped shoreward between her two friends. Ruth had a little letter tucked away in the bosom of her frock. The secret troubled her. She was really glad to say good-bye to Tom at the landing and all the way back in the wagonette. Although Helen sat close to her and tried to show her how sorry she was for her past neglect, Ruth was very silent, for she was much disturbed by this secret. She feared she was doing wrong in carrying the note to Miss Picolet, yet under different circumstances she might have thought little of it. But after her talk with Mrs. Tellingham about the mystery of the campus, she was troubled to think that she was taking any part in the French teacher's private affairs. Helen was so filled with the excitement of the day, and of her long talk with her twin brother, that she did not observe Ruth's distraught manner. "'And we'll have such fun,' Ruth finally awoke to hear her chum declare in a whisper. "'Father's always promised to get a place in the woods.' and snow camp is a delightful spot what are you talking about helen demanded ruth suddenly i don't believe you've heard a thing i've been saying cried her chum i haven't heard anything admitted ruth but tell me now i'll listen it's about the christmas holidays you shall go with us we're going way up in the woods to a hunting camp that father has bought we were there for a weekend once when mr parrish owned it Snow Camp is a most delightful place. I'm sure you will have a fine time, Ruth said generously. And so you will too, declared Helen, for you're going. My dear, I'm going home to the Red Mill at Christmas. And we'll go home for Christmas too. But there are three weeks' holidays, and two of them we will spend at Snow Camp. Oh, yes, we will, Helen cried. I'd cry my eyes out if you didn't go, Ruth. But Uncle Jabez... We'll just tease him until he lets you go. He'll not object much, I'm sure. I should just cry my eyes out if you didn't go with us, Ruthie, she repeated. The plan for the winter holidays sank into insignificance in Ruth's mind. However, when they left the carriages and ran over to the west dormitory, just as evening was falling, Mercy waved a white hand to them from her window as they crossed the campus but Ruth allowed Helen to run ahead while she halted in the lower courtier and asked Miss Skimp if the French teacher was in her room. Oh, yes, Miss Ruthie, said the matron. Miss Piglet is in. You can knock. As Ruth asked the question and received its answer, she saw Mary Cox come in alone at the hall door. The fox had not spoken to Ruth since the accident on the ice. Now she cast no pleasant glance in Ruth's direction, yet seeing the younger girl approaching Miss Piglet's door, Mary smiled one of her very queerest smiles, nodding her head with secret satisfaction, and marched on upstairs to her own study. Enter, said Miss Piglet's soft voice in answer to Ruth's timid rap on the panel of the door. The girl entered and found the little French teacher sewing by the window. Miss Picolet looked up, saw who it was, and welcomed Ruth with a smile. I hope you've had a joyful day, Miss Ruth, she said. Come to the radiator. You are cold. 
i am going to run upstairs in a moment mademoiselle said ruth hesitatingly but i have a message for you a message for me said the lady in surprise yes ma'am from the preceptress ruth no miss picolet it is a letter that has been given me to be handed to you secretly the little teacher's withered cheek flushed and her bright eyes clouded by the way one of her hands fluttered over her heart too ruth knew that miss picolet was easily frightened a letter from me she whispered ruth unbuttoned her coat and frock to get the letter she said there was an orchestra on the boat that was frozen into the ice miss picolet one of the musicians spoke to me he knew you or said he did the girl hated to go on miss picolet turned so pale and looked so frightened but it had to be done and ruth pursued her story i had seen this man before the day we came back to school here helen and i he played the harp on the lanawaxa ah gasped the frenchwoman holding out her hand no more my dear i understand let me have it but now ruth hesitated and stammered and fell to the bosom of her dress with growing fear she looked at miss picolet her own face paling oh miss picolet she suddenly burst out what will you think what can i say what what is the matter gasped the french teacher i i haven't got it it's gone what do you mean ruth fielding cried miss picolet springing to her feet it's gone i've lost it oh my dear miss picolet i didn't mean to i tried to be so careful but i have lost the letter he gave me addressed to you End of chapter twenty three